I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, fantasy managers, and welcome to round 22 preview episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider. This episode is brought to you by the movie Cats, now introducing Tinto, the soccer cat. Wait, no, no, uh, no. Actually, uh, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by usual co-host, Blaine Riffle and Michael Denton. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, glad you could make it. Get some with your wife and daughter out. Glad you could come and spend some time with us. Of course, we had to say hello to our live chat. Thank you again for joining us, uh, everyone out there, and uh, being with us for the little preview of some of the new swag for the Patreon. I'll try to make a separate video for that to post on the Patreon. But uh, And the thanks to everyone listening to us out on SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify or whatever else you're listening to us uh, at. Thank you so much for joining us got a great show i think uh, because it was a lot of fun last week and some interesting conversations coming up for round 22 so let's get started round 21 review how did your teams do blaine um 87 for the round um i think that's a little bit off the pace of the leaders but i did maintain a top 300 spot with it um overall just a bunch of mixed scores in there a lot of a lot of single digits this week. Maxi Morales going out really hurt. Um, I did talk about captaining him. I did switch it up to Vela while I was out. I just, I saw the Kansas City lineup with Espinoza in there, and I'm like, yeah, they're going to kind of run a destroyer midfield. Espinoza, Benny, and Ilya are going to be really hard to break down. And then Morales went off injured, which kind of sucks. So took the point there. But I did captain Vela, uh, best score on my team before the double, so I'll take it. Um, overall, just not great, but it was good enough. Mike? Uh, so I had 89. Um, I kind of think everyone had pretty much the same um, kind of range from, from what I could tell. Um, my, my main issue is that for some reason, my app stopped updating mid-game. I'm not sure if others have had this problem or not. But like at the end of the Red Bulls Columbus game, I had a switcheroo keeperoo with Louis Robles, and it told me I had one point for Robles. So obviously, with just one point, I swapped in Irwin because um, I was desperate and like, well, you know, in case something crazy happens in the Colorado San Jose game. After that, it refused to show me that Irwin was actually in, and then showed that later, like an hour on later on, that Robles had actually gotten four points, not the one point that it showed me at the very end of the Columbus Red Bulls game. I'm so tired of this provider just not working. I'm so ready for them to just to dump this provider and just get to get back to something that works on a consistent basis. Because especially with keeperoos and switcheroos, it's got to work, and it you can't trust it to work, and it boggles my mind. But I mean, 89 is not the worst score this week, but I'm so done with this provider. <laughs> yeah, definitely some weird things with the provider. I can't say that I experienced the same problem, but usually. Um, when I'm checking my team, 
throughout the week and maybe other people chat if you're listening let me know uh usually when i'm checking throughout the week i'm just going to mlssoccer.com and looking at the scores that way uh so i don't actually really use the fantasy app a lot for checking my scores it's just if i need to make a change like i see a line if i go through and do that for the change uh so i i didn't see that but yeah that's a super bummer i saw you post it on twitter and i felt bad but i mean robles only got four so not on a huge huge loss well, but it did cost me some head to heads because I like it was like eighty nine to ninety one. So, and that's where the real game is. Head to heads. Myself, yeah, I fell in the same general range as these guys and many of the top players this week. Eighty four points, uh, not too bad. Uh, my defense let me off a, a little bit. Like I can't, I can't be too upset. Uh, the, the real disappointment on defense for me was uh new york red bulls i i had uh one red bull player and so two points there didn't do much but i had omar gonzalez got me six points uh i had i had cannon coming off my bench with seven points that was really great um in my midfield i had morales so i got that one point there definitely a disappointment but i and i had him captained until the last minute and i was just like nah nah what is it what is it chat said what is it that we say in in the podcast and, and on all the social media ACB, Ollie's Captain Bella, and and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. Took it off Maxi at the last minute, and it paid out for me, definitely big time. Uh, had Vaco and Pozuelo left Paz in. That was the big uh, switch. I was going to go with Paz or Valeri. Hindsight would have liked Valeri, but uh, I was hoping for more against Cincinnati from from Pozuelo. Big big letdown was definitely Ethan Finlay. I was just we'll get to that Minnesota in general, but yeah, Ethan Finlay didn't do much for me. I was hoping a little bit more for Minnesota, but I did have a bear on my team and I got seven points there, and I got the four points from Robles and thirty from Bella. So not a bad round overall. Eighty four points, won my head to heads, which we'll talk about now. Uh, let's see here, quick quick look at how people in chat were doing. Uh, let's see here. We got 104 points from Thomas. That's awesome right there. Uh, 97 points from Ryan. 92 points from Nats. 104 from R- Ryan. Uh, Skiles, oh, that's your – you're there in our Patreon league. You're, I believe you're killing it there. Uh, I got 80 points, 105, 102. Yeah, you people doing awesome. You guys are doing awesome. And I hope everyone listening uh, through the podcast is also doing equally as well. Uh, I love it when I see people sending us messages on Twitter saying, Hey, thank you so much. I'm doing the best I've done. Uh, every, every, ever. And every, I can't even talk, blah, blah, blah. One more time. When you say, thank you, <laughs> I'm doing better than I ever have in any of my previous years. There we go. Got it out. Uh, I love that. I, I don't care if you do better than I do. I don't care if you better than these guys do. Um, or if you do less, as long as you're having fun and, and feeling like the advice that we're giving you is helping you, then I'm happy and I'm excited for you. So congrats to everyone who uh, was doing awesome. Going to our head-to-heads, though, Mike, your narrow loss against Jason Sagini, I guess that's where your points uh, could have helped you with 89 to 91. Those three extra points right there could have given yep. you that edge. Uh, Blaine, you did, you did, you lost the MLSFI Derby against Mike, but you won the Patreon Derby, I guess, because you beat Jessup um, right there. Blaine over Jessup Gage. What? Do you guys have a name for it? That's the Tacos Derby. We play the com- another competitive league, and this is the one time we meet up outside that league. And yeah. The Tacos Derby right there. Well, you won that one pretty handily, 87 to 75. So nice there. I beat Weeby handily. This is 
I mean, it's not really handily. It's just, it's sort of like, just like a check. It's like, all right, you've gone this far in your fantasy <laughs> career. You have to be able to beat Weeby to continue on. If you don't, you've got to go back to step one and just start all the way over. So beat Weeby 84 to 56. Very nice. Top score of the round goes to our Minnesota friend, Steve McPherson again with 109 points. Fantastic score right there. But big props to go to Sherry, who has taken the lead, one of our top Patreon supporters. She is now the lone person, 6-0-0. Uh, Patrick, that one choice kept me from beating Reed in head-to-head. Uh-oh. So sorry. So sorry, Patrick. Uh, moving on to our Patreon league. Uh, we still, You guys, you're doing too well. You're just doing too well because there's still four of you tied for first place. Come on. It's going to it's gonna come down to points, it's looking like. If you all stay tied because you're just going to keep being awesome, it's going to gonna come down to points. So it's it's great. I love seeing it. Four people tied, 5-0-0. Bodie, HG, Skiles, and Seagraves all right there tied. And it's just the point differential that's separating everybody. So congrats, way to be. Now let's move on and talk about what our takeaways are from this round that's going to help you going into round 22. So surprising moments, fantasy takeaways. I'm going to start with Blaine and Mike. Everyone listening in chat right now, uh, get your questions ready. Uh, maybe start start uh, posting them, and we'll address those after Mike and Blaine finish talking. So let's start uh, with you this time, Mike. Uh, your top surprising moments. Uh, my top surprising moments, oh, you kind of – covered it um the red bulls losing to columbus uh, i think we all kind of looked at that game as one of the bigger games of the week um and red bull scoring two wasn't a surprise but them conceding three certainly was um the other big surprises i, I have two uh i think maxi morales uh getting hurt and giving us a, a one certainly counted although i was kind of concerned about him in particular when i was talking about phantom injuries uh before the all-star game and we'll, we'll talk about his status in, in a little bit um and then the, i think the biggest surprise of just like the mls week in general was uh montreal drubbing the philadelphia union for nothing mm-hmm. um, Preach. i didn't Preach. see that coming um but piotti coming back and then the uh, the new winger which do y'all know how to pronounce the new winger uh lassie lapalainen yes lapalainen I had to I had to watch the Montreal highlight video a few times, but it's Lapalainen. Apparently, he goes by Lassie, so that's I'm sure I can do that. We'll either do Lassie or Lap or something like that on here because Lapalainen is not going to work too often for us. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, he looked really good in his first uh, time. Piotti um, came back and played in only 60 minutes. Uh, I'm not sure if that was you know a planned thing or because they were up three nothing by the point he came off. Um, if they just felt like we might as well manage our minutes. But um, them coming back strong with the new signing um, is certainly really interesting. Blaine, your surprising moments. Um, yeah. What was the score? 4-3 for LAFC in Atlanta. Um, we've, yep. been talking about, we've been talking about LAFC having a strong defense at home. We know Atlanta's got had a potent offense. Um, I think this just goes to prove how strong Atlanta's offense is to go in and put three goals up on the road. I've questioned their defense off and on this year, especially on the road. But for Atlanta to hang three on LAFC in L.A., it was just a huge surprise. I think a lot of people were looking at LAFC's defense a little bit for this one. 
if you could afford them. Um, I kind of did at the beginning and switched away from them because of price. But yeah, that one was a little bit of a shocker for me. Um, what was, there was a one other one. Um, Portland getting the 4-0 win at home against the Galaxy. Uh, we mm-hmm. quite we've questioned Portland's defense on and on on and off since the second half of last season. Um, to shut out Zlatan and the rest of the team, um, not a small task, especially when you've got the game kind of handily won like that. Let off the gas and let them get in get one back on you. So the Portland shutout there was a little bit surprising. I think that defense is turning around a little bit again. I agree. You guys have hit on the three things that I had down there. Um, it wasn't just Atlanta's almost comeback that stood out to me. It was the speed at which LAFC got those goals. That was just just a machine, and it came from multiple targets. So it's not all on Luis Vela, uh, which hurts his value a little bit, I have to say. I mean, as long as he's still involved in assists or things like that, that, that helps. But the ability of players like Rossi or Atuesta – or or K or or, or Diamande anybody like else like that to score hurts Bella some and it's a little bit of that Houston problem that we've had is where are you going to find the points so but I mean he's still wrecked up a fifteen four so whatevs right there uh, they they've been going uh, Santos is Columbus win of course has to be very high on the list I agree Mike uh, but it's it's Santos who's been playing as that number ten role in Higuain's uh, place. He's he was only active or only scored well during the double game week in one of their two games. Uh, then he scored again this week. He's had some shining moments in the past, so uh, that's an early takeaway, I think, as well. So that's probably who you're going to want to look at if you do want to roll a dice on a Columbus player. Um, other ones tend to be a bit more toss-up right now. And then I'm going to add one more on there. The dual clean sheets in Minnesota versus Vancouver. Holy crap, I did not expect that at all. I was super bummed that Minnesota did not do well. I had Toy on my bench. I had Ethan Finlay in the middle because he'd been getting some more action recently. Was really counting on Vancouver not getting a job done, and they did well. So props to Vancouver and and uh, everyone out there who's who's listening to us, um, getting it getting it done out there so um good good job i think it was something like 30 something clearances or whatever i thought i saw uh in one of the articles about what vancouver did but uh uh, they did well interesting to consider that going into that game against fc cincinnati coming up this weekend so fun surprising moments there fantasy takeaways blaine um i didn't get to watch any of the games this week i was out doing stuff with family so i only saw the few scores that i had on my team so nothing for me this week. Mike. Uh, my fantasy takeaway is that um, New York City and me have clinched the MLSFI Derby for the year. I think that's the most important thing for us all to talk about, um, you know, just how much better my team is than either your team, Reed, or your team, Blaine. I think that's what the people want to want to talk about. Well, I mean, I, I hope the people weren't using my team as your measuring stick for, for greatness. <laughs> that, that, I think, actually subtracts from your team. Well, it's not. I mean, what else am I going to do in the MLS of my Derby? It's not my fault you picked a terrible team. <laughs> 
Uh, well, uh, no, I didn't have any other big takeaways other than I'm really glad that MLS spent a whole week hyping up the League Cup and then forgot to talk about the LAFC Atlanta game. And that was just such an amazing game. <laughs> your your, your uh, opinions, I think, on the League Cup are well documented. <laughs> well documented on Twitter and the last show. So I think I think we've covered that pretty well. Uh, no, interesting. The one thing I will add about the League Cup is it was interesting for me to see how serious Liga MX took it, rolling out those big players. I know that people were talking about that this is part of their plan of trying to build their audience in the United States and good for them, whatever their strategy is. But it just leaves me wondering if Liga MX comes in taking this seriously, does it make MLS teams take it more seriously? And I honestly don't know, and I'm kind of still leaning towards no, just because of all the playoff implications that – are, are being thrown around at this time. But it was it was interesting still for me to see uh, how Liga MX took it seriously just based on the lineups that they rolled out. So uh, we'll see how that evolves. Fantasy takeaways, though, um, to give Mike his credit, my first fantasy takeaway is, have you been paying attention to Bear? Because I think the dude had under 2% ownership going into this round. He got another goal. He's been scoring for like seven or eight games in a row. Is that something like that, Mike? Yeah, it's, uh, it's super it's like cheap. Seven of eight, something like that. It's it's crazy. Super cheap. So you got to be looking at this guy. If nothing else, for an off the bench switcheroo, should be having some more free budget at this point to be able to make something like that happen for a little bit more expensive player. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking again at at Bo and Hill over there at in uh, New England, getting it done four to one. Surprised that Orlando didn't do better. Uh, thought they had been doing well on the road, even against New England improving, but New England just still keeps going and Bo got another goal. Got to take that into consideration, making some of these picks going forward. Uh, I mentioned Whitecaps a second ago. Fantasy takeaway from me that I'm looking at that is they're on the road against FC Cincinnati, which has still been struggling some. Um, So it might be interesting to maybe even double up on Vancouver this week, maybe start one, have one on the bench as a switcheroo, and maybe get two shots at a clean sheet just to see what happens against uh, FC Cincinnati. And then finally, to build off what Mike was saying about Montreal, for me, Piotti starting. He assisted for a goal in his first start back, and Montreal won. So important takeaways right there with Piatti back into the picture and what that means for Montreal going forward. So let's, uh, yes, Lapalainen, Ron. That is, no need to be sick about it. Lapalainen, that's that's what we're going with. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to chat. Let's see some of the, the uh, surprising moments of fancy takeaways that you all have. Uh, Montreal, their new forward, yes. Uh, Lappy, Lassie, I kind of wish that he was playing uh, maybe he'll come to Nashville or something. They could call him like Lapalachian, something like that. I don't know. We can <laughs> we can figure out some fun things like that. Uh, Portland. Shannon's mentioning Portland's doing great. Uh, thought they did well, but didn't expect him to shut out Zlatan and the Galaxy. Yeah, that was that was a huge game. A big red card and some controversy during that game as well. And I know that uh, there's a Zlatan card, which I know Mike will talk about again coming up and but we'll just tease that now as a fancy takeaway he's he's not available in the next game so uh that's that's a big takeaway for there we we guess i mean who knows maybe a new garber rule will come down that just lets zlatan go though i guess it depends on is the next game televised nationally 
Which, no. which one? Be... LA's next game, is it? I, I think that is that what determines if Sultan gets actually gets a yellow oh, card. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think he might have <laughs> I one. I thought it one. was. We'll see. Mm. I think I think he's actually out next week, so keep an um, eye on that. He yeah. might have he might have an Unimas game. Oh, so there we go. No, it's it's a Fox game. Um, LA is going to be at Atlanta. Yeah. Wow. It's a mm, Fox well. game. Oh, well, he's starting. <laughs> uh, Matt Minch's Montiero is still out for Philly, and that's hurt them, hurt them offensively. Uh, agree. Definitely agree right there. He's a huge uh, player for their for their uh, offense right there. With hope he'll come back maybe around the for – the, for the team-wise, with hope he'll come back around playoffs since it looks like they're going to secure a nice spot right there and make a good run this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for fantasy side, maybe he'll come back for us because he was definitely – a great go-to pick right there. Uh, let's see here. VAR, 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 yeah. That's that's for sure. They were they were on fire this week. Let's see here. England is hot. Uh, Vaco scores again. Vaco scores again. Yeah, Vaco's been doing fantastic. Vaco and Arison are two of the hotter picks for um, San Jose's midfield. I prefer Vaco. He's cheaper, and he's been doing, I think, on better form recently. Uh, and Erickson's around 0.8 to a million or so more expensive than Vaco, so I think Vaco's the better deal right there. Um, Was it three starters out for LA Galaxy against Atlanta? Uh, yeah, I think that's at, at least two. At least two, Patrick, so some good stuff we can talk about coming up. Um, all right, great. You guys had a lot of uh, great takeaways as well. Um Wish we could talk about that longer, but we're going to keep on moving. Anything else, Microblaine, you want to add before we go on to our housekeeping? Um, Keaton Park started again. Uh, he got six points. He uh, he was a 5.0 midfielder. I think he's at 5.4. Um, pretty good differential, cheap option, especially with questions about Maxi Morales. Uh, he seems like he's definitely earned a starting role for New York City. Um, he's a little bit more of an attack-minded midfielder. Obviously he's, obviously, he's not as good as Max Morales, but if you're looking for cheap options, uh, I think he's someone to pay attention to. All right. Let's move on to our housekeeping section, uh, Patreon housekeeping section. Uh, at, we teased the Patreon swag uh, before the show started, so for those of you who are listening to the show now, we've got the stickers in. We've got some cool MLS Fantasy Insider koozies that come with a little uh, elastic band to hold a bottle opener, so it's all in one. And then we also have drawstring bags with the MLS Fantasy Insider logo on there. All these items are going to be part of our Patreon tier reward system since we're doing live chats now uh, for regular every day, every time we do this do this show. Uh, and Patreon is just the community that we have that helps us all get involved and spread the fantasy fantasy love and fun and just just grow the community we have the special league for our patreon followers we have the special swag for our patrons uh and it is because that we do get financial support from all of our wonderful patrons that helps us get these swag items and provide the prizes for the league so if you want to learn more about patreon head over to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash m-l-s-f-i for more now the rest of the housekeeping. Uh, this is a regular week again. No double game week again. Repeat, no double game week. That means this round is starting on Saturday, August 3rd at 5 o'clock p.m. with Atlanta versus LA Galaxy. Diminished LA Galaxy, as we've already discussed. Uh, there are no double game weeks, and there are no teams on a bye. So this is everyone's involved. If you're looking for switcheroos, Look at the teams on Sunday. You've got six teams right there. There's several options. 
They got cheap players at all the positions. You can definitely make something work, especially with the budgets that most people have. Should be pushing 115 or higher at least by this point of the season. Uh, and you know what? That was quick. That was to the point. That's it. So now, Mike, injury update. All right. Uh, obviously, the big fantasy one, uh, we talked about it. It's Maxi Morales. Um, he left early with a calf issue, but reportedly he is in Orlando and is good to participate in the MLS All-Star game. Um, I'm a little dubious about that, but we'll have to see. Um, big thing to remember this week, if you're selected for the MLS All-Star game and you don't play, you are automatically suspended for the next game. So um, if Max Morales cannot play in the All-Star game, he will miss the match against RSL. Um, in that same match against Sporting Kansas City, Espinosa received a red card. So um, as soon as he's back, he's now out again for another game. Um, we talked a little bit about um, the dust-up in Portland and the Galaxy. Um, red cards were issued to Alvarez, Espria, and Polenta. So they will all be suspended for their respective teams coming up. Uh, and then, as noted, um, Zlatan will be suspended uh, for yellow card accumulation, or he should, but as we said, it's a national TV game, so maybe they'll make up an excuse to get rid of that yellow card. Um, the only other injuries that I noted were Brad Smith came off early for the Seattle Sounders, oh, and then Rui Diaz missed um, for a concussion this weekend. So I don't know if he'll be available. Uh, I have sent a note to Ashley Savage, our a Seattle reporter, to see if we can get some inside scoop on that, but um, I haven't heard back from her. So that is the thing that we're looking at. And so, um, yeah. All right. Well, that's, thank that's you all. so much. Mike, yeah. one, one clarification. I'm pulling it up right now. That is Alvarez for LA, but they have two of them. So that is uh, Efren Alvarez, not Fabio, Flavio, whatever the other one is. <laughs> uh, just yeah, there's there's two Alvarezes on LA, so we want to make sure we get the right one. Gotcha. Good. So, Good. Mike, are you going to advise people to stay away from people involved in the All Star Game, or just hesitation and then check a lineup? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think. I mean, just kind of double check and make sure that there's no like injuries that accumulate. I don't think it's enough that for most of these teams or players that it's going to take them out um, at this point. Um, it's just if they don't play, if they don't, or if they're not available, then they're suspended. But I mean, we'll know all of that by the time that the lineups are. So I don't think it's really that big of a deal or that big of a factor for most players. Um, Maxi Morales is really the only exception, but it's and, more of the All Star game on top of a pretty busy schedule for him because he went so yeah. far in Open Cup and all of that. And, I like this yeah. comment from Ron. It's a scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. they're all. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Blaine. Oh, I was going to say, the Maxi thing, maybe he may be there so he can work out with the team and that the league office will see, hey, he's here, but he really is hurt. He's not ignoring a call-up. He may well, be there saying, I, I've got tightness, I can't do this. And that David Villa did that, to... and they suspended him too. So it doesn't – like just showing up isn't good enough. Like the league office has gotten yeah. very strict on that, or at least they have was, in the past. Yeah. And, um, and hopefully, hopefully, league doctors or whoever's in there, maybe it's Orlando medical staff, won't clear him to play, even though he's down there trying. And that yeah. may be good enough for the league. Are they going to start yeah, I mean, judging by, by effort? Hurt. Like put him he out there, just let him walk around. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he didn't look like he was super hurt on Saturday. You know, he was kind of standing around and walking around after the game. So, I mean, but I mean, he did have to come off fairly early and was an injury or is an issue he had at halftime and he tried to play through it and couldn't. Okay. So, so here, here's what I'm thinking now. I know there's a lot of wrestlers who live down in Orlando. Maybe that's where WWE even is filmed. I don't know. But like they all get together, they start planning and, and like thinking it out and they just start choreographing their injuries for, oh, run trips. Oh no, I can't. I got to come <laughs> off. Oh, oh no. I tried. I tried so hard. Garber, I tried. Garber <laughs> runs out there on the field. People's elbow. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Do you smell what Don is cooking? It, it would be he, Gam. He's cooking Gam and Tam. That's what the, that's what the Don is cooking. Uh, new contest. Your, your best Don Garber wrestling tagline. Um, if, if there was ever a joke contest that I started on this show that I wish people would actually respond to, it's it's this one. It's this one, please. Please send me your best your best Don Garber wrestling tagline. That would be that would be that would be great. Uh, okay, no, let's get on. I'm I'm just like thinking in my head. I'm I'm spiraling down into all this. Uh, it, the, you got all your injuries covered, right, Mike? Uh, yeah, um, LGP apparently is missing for yellow card accumulation, uh, according to Patrick Smith, which I, I, I hadn't caught. So Good add job. that to the list. All right, well, let's go to our round 22 preview. Uh, everything coming up this week, some great, some great times. Uh, hey, we got Sean here. What's up? Uh, let's start out real quick with just the standard questions. Uh, off the top, Mike, any players that you are a hard pass on absolutely do not consider these guys and which game do you think would be the best for fantasy points this week um i don't know that there's a whole lot of hard avoids um my my kind of opinion on this week was kind of summed up uh, neatly by a question we got from mark dupont which is that i feel like this week is a matchup of a lot of the good teams playing good teams and bad teams playing bad teams yeah so definitely. there's a lot of like 50 50 toss-ups there so I, I don't think there's a whole lot of like, oh, th this is a trap game. Um, for me, kind of like looking outside of other than, you know, these are going to be the bigger games and the closest things to mismatches. Um, San Jose against Columbus. Uh, we know how, how well San Jose has been doing. And even though Columbus is in a little bit of an uptick, uh, I think they'll, I think that's a clear advantage for San Jose. And then Seattle against Sporting Kansas City. So those are the two games I'm really looking for for points. Um, the only like must avoid player to me is probably Maxi Morales, um, mm. since he came off injured and he's going into altitude. It, even if he is available to play, uh, I don't know that he will play ninety. So that, I'll put him as my avoid. Blaine. Yeah, I don't really see any players specifically to avoid. Um, I am on the fence about throwing DC versus Philly on the just avoid list altogether. That's a game that could go 3-0 either way, and it's so hard to predict with the way those teams play. Um, best guess, I think you see something like a 1-1 draw here and crapshoot on if you get the right guy that scores the goal. All right, best game for points. Um, Atlanta versus LA. I think you go heavy in on Atlanta and those Laton three, so three, three players out. Uh, the Atlanta defense has looked pretty good at home. Excuse me. L 
yeah, that's that's where I'm going for a lot of my points this week. All right. Well, let's find out which people you are going for to, with hope, get all of your points. So, Blaine, let's start out. Keepers, defenders, and shutout chances. Um, well, on the back of that Atlanta call, Atlanta's got to be on the shutout list. Um, uh, if you can afford Guzan, Guzan's my number one pick this week. Um, I've got Vega in my lineup right now as a little bit cheaper option. I do like that system, and I think that's going to play – havoc with columbus so that's my second shout out shout this week um until mike said uh brad smith came off early brad smith for seattle was in my lineup um i will probably switch it to one of the other wingbacks from seattle i think they're going to be able to tear up kansas city a little bit and i just see a lot of good points there um and then i've got parkhurst and pines as my other two as a little bit cheaper options uh, with LGP out, Parkhurst is probably going to come in, and at 4.8 in a good matchup, that's just too good to pass up. Mike? Um, yeah, right now um, I'm kind of on, on similar thoughts as Blaine. Uh, I have Guzon and Vega in a Kiparu. Um For defenders, I have Abdul Salam for uh, the Seattle Sounders. I'm not sure if he'll play, but if, if not, I can switch to Tolo. Um, assuming that either one of them plays. I think one of the two will at least play. Uh, I have Lima in there starting, and then as the keeper, I have Parker since he's the first game uh, up. And then I have Hoyt from FC Cincinnati. They're playing against Vancouver, and he's $4 million, so he's cheap and allows me to do other stuff. So that's what I'm thinking there. Yeah, I, got, I think you guys covered some of the basic options. What I loved about Smith and what – I didn't realize he left either Blaine, but what I loved about him was that he lined up in midfield in the last game. And so that's that's what I really loved about him. So I am still going to keep an eye on Smith just to see what happens. Like maybe I'll I'll purposefully get a a enough money or keep enough money so I can put him on the bench and maybe have something available for for a switcheroo or something. But I don't know. That was mm, definitely Definitely tweet out what you hear back about him because that's just an awesome, an awesome option to have because um, he's been Pat, been doing well. Yeah, Patrick said Kihi is the same price as Smith, so if you do get stuck with Smith, it's the last game of the round. Um, there you go. That's it. That's a good like for like swap. Same money. Yeah, great suggestion there. Um, Abdul Salam's another one you may not be saving money, but if you like what he brings, there's some other options there at the end. Yeah, he, he plays on the on the right. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned before that I was looking at Vancouver, maybe being able to get a clean sheet against FC Cincinnati. Uh, I'm looking at Godoy and Adnan as two of the the players that that I like. They're both cheap. Pretty much everybody on Vancouver is cheap. But if I did run with that, I would put one of them in the field, uh, likely Adnan, and then put the other one on the bench for the, for the swap, for a switcheroo right there. On that vein, I forgot to mention it. I've got Nerwinski on the bench from Vancouver. Um, 4.0, put him in that scrub spot. But a 4.0 scrub that has a chance at a clean sheet is never bad. Even oh, for sure. Even if you don't bring him in, that could be easy money off the bench, too. Yeah, going through some of the other teams, uh, we talked about Atlanta, LA Galaxy. I, th I think you could easily try to go with an Atlanta player, like they mentioned as well. They have a good shot with some of the offensive power being uh, missing from LA Galaxy. I worry about Red Bulls and Toronto on both sides since both teams can score uh, and and just what happened to Red Bulls last week against Columbus. New England, while they're on a roll, I'm still scared of Villa. And, and so that's just not a shot that I really want to go with. 
I toyed about Orlando Dallas, and this is just what I can't decide is Dallas has struggled some with their production, but I don't really care for Orlando's keeper options. So I don't know who it might be either. So, but that's, that could be a flyer. If someone's looking for something different, uh, you could look at Orlando and Dallas. I would lean more towards Orlando having the better shot than Dallas because they're at home and because they have some more faith in people like Dwyer and Nani than, than on the Dallas side. Um, I would have thought Colorado could have been a decent shot, but with Piatti back into the mix now, even going to altitude, uh, Colorado has allowed goals. So I don't know there. You're you're exactly right, Mike. The the best way to sum up this whole round is you've got like some good teams versus good teams and bad teams versus bad teams, and that's a lot of what what we see, especially with um, some of the absences that are available. So those are some thoughts that I hope help people in the the defender. Uh, section right there. So let's move on to midfielders, Mike. All right. Um, <clears throat> I have a bunch of kind of like cheap mids this week because I spent a lot uh, on my forwards. Um, so starting off, I have Vaco. Uh, he's been on a tear recently. Uh, still 8.7, still super cheap. Um, next up, I have Lapaline or Lapalin. Yeah, Lapaline. Um, Lassie. Uh, 7.5. He's got a 14 point average. Uh, I'm not convinced about Colorado's um, defense. And I think on the road, I think Montreal's play style kind of helps him when they go on the road. So, worst comes worse, he's going to get me a price rise. So, I'll take it. Then I have Pania from the Revolution. Um, I kind of wanted to keep someone from the Revs with how good they are and, and them being at home, uh, but I couldn't afford heel. So uh, Panini has been pretty consistent, too, and has been riding that whole wave, too. So I figured I can get him some points there. And then I have uh, Ladero um, for as good as Seattle has been and as bad as Sporting Kansas City has been. Uh, and then I have uh, Keaton Parks on the bench because he's 5.4, and it'll be a pretty easy switch in if something happens. Blaine? Yeah, I started off with uh, Ladero. Um I'm big on the Atlanta group this week, and I like Gressel for this one. I just think the way that they play, he's going to be the better midfield option. Um, he and uh, Pity are around the same price. I just see more production from him this week. Um, I do have heel from New England. I think it's worth the splurge. I don't think any of the other guys can produce quite like he does. And so I think if you're going to go with the New England guy, you've got to take him at this spot. Um Vaco's uh, my fourth midfielder. Um, I just, it's hard to bet against him, especially with the way Columbus has been playing lately. And then I'm torn between uh, Lapalainen and a, and a third forward. That's kind of my trade off there. I could use the value gain, so I may have to go with him. Um, playing at altitude and the way Colorado tends to play, that could be a trap, but it is a good money pick if you've got the extra cash to spend on the moderate price midfielder to fill out your roster uh copy paste blaine because that's exactly what i was thinking as far as the four main guys uh hill ladero vaco and gressel are the first people that i was looking at as well if you're looking for some other names to throw around right now i'm going to throw out uh ledesma up in cincinnati mm -hmm. he's been doing a, he's been doing well offensively for them so he's he's sub nine million and uh, with Vancouver's traditional uh, production, that that could be a uh, an option that uh, really works for a lot of people's budgets. 
Um, Tomas Martinez down in Houston has been someone who we've gone back and forth with throughout the season. He's done really well. Uh, four points last week for him, so so not the greatest week. Uh, but he's going to get Chicago, who got a clean sheet, I believe, last last week. Uh, or at least they didn't – I don't know. They didn't do as bad as I thought they would. Um, yeah, a clean sheet and a nil-nil against D.C. Yeah, so there we go. I thought it was a clean sheet. Uh, but So there could be some opportunities there, though, for Houston against Chicago because they have struggled at times there. Um, normally I'd look at Minnesota at home for some cheaper midfielder options, but uh, I believe Quintero is going to be missing this game due to yellow card accumulation, and they're going up against Portland, who's been on a roll. So I'm not as big on on Minnesota this week, uh, so I'm not really looking there. But that was just some some budget options to throw out there um, for everybody else, more, I think. Yeah, go two ahead. Two more names since, Reed, you and I kind of doubled up on that. Um, <laughs> Pama call for Dallas to road game, but that's not a bad matchup for him at all. And he's in that sub 8.5 range. Uh, the other guy who's gotten a couple of starts lately seems to be getting more regular minutes is uh, Tommy McNamara down in Houston. And I think Elise is still out for one more game. I know McNamara got a two the last time, but he got an elite. Is he back? I thought he got two he games be. tacked on. I think he just got one more game tacked on. I thought oh. it was two. I thought it was two tacked on. That's where I was coming from. Anyway, watch that lineup at five point four. He could be a huge steal. He's got an eleven and a two for his last two games as a starter. So it's kind of a toss up. But that two came against Seattle. Um, Chicago doesn't have the same defense, especially on the road. So decent value get pickup <clears throat> right there. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, thanks. I think we covered a lot of good things there. And you're right. Uh, Paxton is the Dallas player to pick, in my opinion, when you're first looking for them. Uh, so let's go to forwards now. Blaine. Yeah, um, I want I, I want more information on Rui Diaz because that's what's really hurting me here. I think you got to load up on Seattle if he's healthy. Um, that's one of your better matchups. But um, I've got uh, Martinez in there with him. Um, Lapalainen was a potential toss-up with Wando. Um, that's just one I want. I want to. I want to have both of them, but I can't afford both of them. So it's not that. Um, if I can't, if I probably will have to switch out Rui Diaz, knowing it's a concussion, he is probably gone. I will probably upgrade my scrub and run a switcheroo and grab somebody like White. I may go to Josie on the road, but that just doesn't seem to sit well. But it'll probably be somebody like Wando and White and run two little cheaper or a bit cheaper options and see what happens. Interesting. Interesting. Mike. Um, so I, I also have Joseph Martinez. Uh, I also have Carlos Vela. Uh, I know he's on the road, um, but I mean, with what he's been doing this year, I, I don't really can, I don't, I can't justify leaving him out um, unless it's a double game week. And then I have Albert Elise, and I did confirm he is available this week. His He's just given an additional suspension, game suspension, um, which he served against Seattle. So he is available this week, uh, and I think the Chicago Fire are bad, if, considering how Elise is going to be rested, uh, I, and he's 10.2. I, I think that's an interesting opportunity. So mm-hmm. going with maybe a little bit of a differential pick there. No, that's a good one. I like it. I like it. I really struggled with my forward picks uh, this week, the only one I'm really settled on is Martinez. I, I do, I do like him. Um, even though I wasn't sold to him a few weeks ago, I think he'll do pretty well against the weekend LA team and he's getting back into the groove, of course. 
as well. So I, I like Martinez for this week. Um, and you guys have touched on the other options. I don't like Bo as much against against LAFC. Um, he might be able to get one or an assist or something, maybe connecting with heel. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't like them as much against LA's defense, so they'll probably get a hat trick. That's, that's how that works. Um, so, no, those are – Joseph's my only definite, and then I'm looking at someone like you guys were talking about, Wando or Elise, um, or I may just I may just roll with one and and upgrade my midfield completely. So I try to go with with a big baller group right there, and then try to play something weird on Vancouver at the background. But um, and I'm not sold on all the forwards this week. Captains, Blaine. I've currently got it on Ladero. Mike. Uh, me too. And I make three, uh, even though I know we do like to say always Captain Vela on the road against a uh, much improved New England. And as I mentioned before, sharing points with a lot of other players, not the best. However, Ladero against not in form uh, sporting Kansas City and they'll be without Espinosa, correct? Straight red card? It's true. Yep. Uh, that that is something that factors in, I think, well for Ladero. So, all yeah, right. While, while we're here, um, I want to point out that I called you guys out when I missed a show a couple weeks ago. That everybody said Vela and or was it Pozuelo because I was gone, and then Joseph Martinez came out and had a monster week. So I think we all have to say Martinez has got to be on the radar. Um, La with all those absences, I think. Says the, guy, says, says the guy who's like, I'm going to run with cheap forwards this week. And Martinez. <laughs> fine. Oh. Fine. Uh, yeah, no, no, for sure. For sure. He's, he's, he was the first player I put into my team. So uh, when I was talking down about him a few weeks ago in, in my newsletter, it was based on, a lot of other premium forwards that had great chances at mm-hmm. having good weeks. And a lot of them did. Joseph did do very well. He might, I think he might've gotten the highest score, but I mean, I still think there were a lot of players who had a really great shot at doing well. And so I don't think he was as necessary at that time as I think he is, is one of the only easy go-to forward this round. All right, chat, throwing it off to you. What uh, what else are you thinking as far as player picks? What did we miss? What do you want to hear us talking about? Uh, we mentioned Kihi. Uh, that's a definite lock-in. We talked about Abdus Salam. Uh, do not trust our defense in Seattle is what, what Ron says. Uh, Royer didn't talk about uh, much about the Red Bulls against Toronto. Is there anybody we should be looking at there? We mentioned White. What about Royer? Um, I mean, that's an oh, interesting no. pick. I mean – I just think there are so many cheap midfielders this week. It's just kind of hard to, for me to put them in, um, especially because Toronto hasn't been too bad um, since they defensively since they got Omar Gonzalez in. So, um, I mean, he's nine point two, so he's not too bad. Um, I just every time I pick up Royer, he doesn't score. He gets like a total dud of a game. So, um, I don't think he's one of the top options, but I mean, I understand why people would look there. Yeah, he, he's just a little too pricey for for me um, when you can get Vaco for cheaper. I mean, there's just there's other – I mean, Areola for DC's probably got a better matchup this week. 
playing Philly, unless the Philly defense shows up. I mean, there's just there's so many other options that I like. Uh, Pama calls in that price that it's a little cheaper and a lot less risk. If I'm going to spend nine million for a player, I really kind of want to know they're going to have a, a solid week, and I just don't trust him against uh, Toronto that much. So we got another one. Uh, Patrick mentioned that he did not have enough for Ladero, so he has to have rolled Dan currently. Uh, now we all said he was a captain pick, so I don't think we're willing to compromise. On Ladero. If you are looking someplace else, who would you use as a backup for Ladero if you stayed with Seattle, if you would even stay with Seattle? Would it be Roldan? Um, if it's in Seattle, yeah, I think Roldan's your number two. Um, I'm pulling up his price right now. Um, I mean, for me, I would swap it to swap it to Heal or um, to like Pazuelo. I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't um, take Roldan right now. Yeah, the the question is though, if you can't afford um, Ladero, you got to switch over. Heels still there. Um, Roldan's at nine point one. Again, you get into that same question you have with Royer. Do you like Roldan more than you like Vaco at eight point seven? If it's a matter of I already have Vaco in my team, and then I'm looking for one more, yeah, I think Roldan's probably one of your highlights from that around 9 million price point. And again, I'd probably go with Pomacall over Roldan this week, although Sporting is looking really bad right now, so you may want to just gang up on him and get your points that way. It's just Roldan's kind of hit or miss on the scoring, and if Sporting's attacking through him, he'll get a lot of points, but if they're, but if he's kind of isolated out of the defensive role, he may not get the points. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, we have, let's see, I missed, I just missed it. Ryan points out that Philadelphia let in four against Montreal. Uh, so is Rooney not a viable forward option? I just think it's, I don't know that that result tells us a whole lot about Philly. I mean, other than like what we knew before, which is that they've been struggled with without Montero. Um, I mean, that seems like Montreal's counterattacking quick, getting Piotti back, getting a brand new forward um, in with Lassie. Um, I don't know that that's replicable by DC. I mean, DC's kind of struggled all year. Um, so I don't think that that result is instructive. So I'm, I'm not looking at Rooney this week. I mean, I think you can look at Rooney. Um, he was one of those names that's popped into my head to replace Rui Diaz with. Um but I still like this Philadelphia defense a lot more than the 4-0 result shows. Um, that's, I mean, you could you could put that 4-0 result to a lack of game tape on Lossie and getting Piotti back and just something MLS hasn't seen yet. Um, there was no tape on that. And how do you plan for a guy you've never seen that comes in and does what Lossie did in his first game? I mean, we look at other newcomers to MLS and they do absolutely nothing in the first half season. They're here when they come in in the summer or they come in and take a few games to get adjusted. It takes a special guy to really come in and have that type of impact in the first game. So, yeah, I don't expect D.C. to get or to run over Philly like like uh, Montreal just did. And of course, we have some people who are mentioning names in chat right now. With with the reason, I'm sure, is just because they want me to say this name and see if I butcher it. Uh, no, no, he's he's definitely doing well. Uh, so Montreal's 
value forward uh, Okonkwo is is someone that people are wondering about. I, I think it's a fair shot if you're looking for a switcheroo option. Uh, Okonkwo is currently 6.7. He got on to the score sheet uh, twice last week. I believe he got two of the goals. And uh, if Piotti is back and he's going to be able to get in service, that that could very well happen. He's on the road this week against Colorado, which, as I did say, they, they've been scoring goals, but they've also been allowing goals. So could be an opportunity for him. Um, it, would, it would have to be the switcheroo for me, though, if you're going to go for that, because I just don't think you bet that much on a starter on the road in altitude like that. But um, I'll say it one more time, Okonkwo, and I think I'm pretty close with that one. <laughs> Mike, Blaine, you guys want to add anything to that? Uh, no, I'm gonna let you just stay at that pronunciation. Oh, right, thanks so much. I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> uh, well, that's all that we're gonna have for the show tonight. A uh, little bit, little bit longer, but we did enjoy the questions and the conversation. So, thank you so much. We'll stay here live in the chat a little bit longer to uh, continue to talk with people, but we'll end our podcast right here uh, with the plugs. Blaine. Um. Yeah. Um. I want to do this a little different this time. I want to give a big shout out to Carlos Cadera from U.S. Soccer. Uh, he came out with a big statement today about just the state of the finances and dropped a lot of numbers. And I don't want to get into the politics of it here, but the way he handled that and just coming out with some solid numbers and kind of doing an internal audit, they got an accounting firm to come in and look at that has been huge. It's been a point of contention in the soccer community in the United States and I'm just glad to see them taking that step and giving a lot of information on that. So if you haven't read his letter, go find it. It's all over Twitter right now. Um, a lot of the talking heads have been commenting about it. Um, I'm not trying to take sides on it here. It's just uh, it was very well written and very well done. And I think it's worth it for anybody in the soccer community and MLS in general just to go read and see kind of what's going on there. Mike. Um, well, you know, some, some people may have noticed, um, in, in the past, but people were not using the hashtag MLS injury news. So I have kicked out of the cobwebs at MLS injury news. So you can actually <laughs> add the account and hopefully people, especially because yellow card accumulation is the big thing. Like I had no idea that Zlatan had gotten, um, suspended for yellow card accumulation. Cause that's just one of those things that's really, really hard to keep track of. So especially that and like, you know, weird injury news that you can see at me so I can put it on the account and share it with us here, uh, everyone here. And, of course, for me, you can check out everything over at MLSFantasyBoss.com uh, with the Behind the Numbers article that we get uh, every week. And uh, my article, usually I'm trying to get up there with the, the ELO numbers and uh, that we've got the captain picks and, and, every, and, of course, the podcast over there. But please do head over to our Discord chat for uh, MLS Fantasy Insider. It's a great community. You can access that from the MLSFantasyBoss.com webpage over in the right sidebar. Uh, fantastic people to talk to, bounce ideas off of, or just have general, friendly, non-soccer-related chat as well. So check that out. Please subscribe to my newsletter if that is something that you want to help support and uh, to keep that that fun project going on. It's supposed to be a little bit more, more personal, so if you have questions, send them out to me. Let me know what your questions are that you'd like to hear me cover in the newsletter. I'd be happy to do that to make sure it's focused at the fantasy market. Uh, fantasy player market the the older experienced players the the newer younger players or anybody in between any question is fair game 
And the final announcement I'm going to make is, of course, that this is the last week that we will be recording our podcast using Google Hangouts through YouTube. We are still planning to broadcast live through YouTube, which should be capturing our recording to be able to edit and post. But we're going to be doing the broadcasting or connecting with our, our chat a little bit different using our Discord server. So uh, it might look a little different. We hope that we still have at least the same quality, uh, maybe increased quality as far as name pronunciations go. But uh, we're still going to try to provide the same content. And uh, that's the plan going forward. So I hope it helps. Good luck.